0: I gotta have you I
1: gotta have you I gotta have hello fellow brethren I gotta have and welcome you. to the faith encounter service from the Cordes Family Church University City Philadelphia the message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel op a beloved son of Bishop Daiewood Mills. open up your heart listen with faith and allow the word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life happy listening
0: let's take a walk together with our savior jesus hand in hand he and i let's cherish every moment jesus gives to us time is passing by oh oh, so when i pray When I kneel down by my bedside I ask the Lord to help me To obey His calling If I could just please the Lord I must cherish the love of God I must cherish the grace Cherish his blood, cherish the cause of Christ, I must cherish the chance I have. I must cherish the call of God, oh. cherish the time I have to love, cherish these times Lost in darkness, no one seeks for God. But Jesus died to save the world. So many lost and dying, never heard of Jesus. Can I help to tell them? So. I, I ask the Lord to help me, to obey his calling, now. if I could just please the Lord, I must cherish the call of Christ, I must cherish the grace of God, oh, cherishes me, Blood. Cherish the call of Christ. I must cherish the chance I have. I must cherish the cause of God. Oh. cherish the time I have to love Cherish this. of god oh, cherish his mercy cherish his blood cherish the cross of christ you must cherish the change We're friends of the world Never, ever be this way Since you came into my life I have never been the same What a difference Jesus makes Jesus Christ He's the way, the truth, the life heart to jesus oh, keep preaching keep teaching tell me all about the savior's life for oh, that's what friends are for oh, keep praying keep sharing we must share the love of jesus christ friends of God oh, Keep preaching, keep teaching Tell me all about the sake of For That's for friends of God oh, Keep praying, keep sharing Share the love of Jesus too
1: Please rise to our feet Let's share a word of prayer. I want you to just lift up your voice and thank the Lord for giving us another blessed opportunity to be in his presence. It is by his grace and it is by his mercies that we are here today so thank him appreciate the goodness of the Lord in your life thank the Lord for the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life thank him for his presence here in our church thank him for the word that you are about to hear pray that your heart will be fertile ground the Bible says the word is a seed. Pray that when that seed falls in your heart, it will bear fruit. Pray that the word of God would not fall by the wayside, will not fall in, or on rocky ground, but will fall on a heart that is ready to receive and to be blessed and to bear forth fruit. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence in our midst. We thank you for watching over us, keeping us, preserving our lives. Thank you for keeping your promises to us. And by your grace, we are not consumed. For the devil has not had his way in our lives. You have delivered us from many trials and many temptations many traps and we are standing here today to give you praise to give you glory thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah kindly take your seats well we are blessed to be in church today um, It's really a very special Sunday because it's also Mother's Day, hallelujah. And um, it's a day that we honor and celebrate all our ladies, all our women um, in the church because we recognize the blessing that they have been in our lives You know, I believe that um, personally without um, without my mother, I don't think I'll be the person that I am today. And I believe that that is a testimony that most, if not all of us, have of our mothers. Hallelujah. So I feel that God really, really loved us and still does, that's why he would give us the kind of mothers that he gave us or he has given us. And um, I, I, I want to, especially on behalf of the church and everyone here, actually, I think we should all, especially the men, we should all, um, we should all stand and acknowledge all the ladies First, let's the guys stand up first. Let's acknowledge and um, recognize all our mothers, all our ladies, all the women. Oh, I think you should give them a you should you should you should give them a hug. You should walk around and congratulate them and show them some love and some appreciation. All the ladies, please receive your glory and your honor. <laughs> wonderful we really love you and we really appreciate you for everything that you do for us amen it's a blessing i am also particularly proud and happy today that you know i i get the opportunity to even preach and Share the word of God with, with mothers, you know, especially um, very elderly mothers that we have in the church today. You know, I don't take it for granted at all, and I don't think that any of us does. We are really honored that you are here with us today amen so we want to get into the word and i want to share something today about prayer i want to share a, sh- a hopefully a very short message someone said to me that anytime i say a short message it becomes a long one so i want to share something today about prayer and receiving Answered prayer. And um, I guess maybe because it's Mother's Day, we would also look at one very important character in the Bible and um, learn a few things from her. Amen. Great. So, if you can turn your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Samuel and chapter 1 and verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 1. Today is Mother's Day, so we must be very happy in the church. Like there's, there's, there, we are too quiet, there's too much silence in the church. There must be happiness. Amen. Now, there was a certain man of Ramatham Zohim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, or Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. So, like I said, we are sharing, I'm sharing about prayer, and we are going to look at the life of Hannah. Now, it's a Bible study, so I'm just going to share a few things as we are reading the Bible. Um, You know, verse by verse, we'll just do a little study and we'll point out a few things. Verse 2 says that, and he had two wives. Everybody say two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina, or Penina, and Penina had children. Penina had children. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. So, we are, the, the, the the first thing is that we have we see a man here called. Um, Elkanah. And he had two wives. I will talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but he had two wives. And the name was Hannah. One was called Hannah, the other was Penina. Now one had children, the other didn't have no children. says so he had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. Hallelujah. So you can see that this is the man who was a good man. I mean, today you will call him a Christian man. A holy man, someone who goes to church often, who goes to worship, and takes his whole family with him to worship. That's a good Christian man. (laughs) Amen. You know, but the Bible says that he had two wives. Two wives. And not only did he have two wives... But there was a situation in his home where one wife had a child or had children and the other wife didn't have children. So you can see clearly that this is a situation where a good Christian man or good family man, someone who worships God and all of that, still had issues and imperfections in his life. And as you get older, as we get older, we have to come to terms with the fact that there are always going to be imperfect situations in our lives. And you are going to have to deal with imperfect situations. Hannah, I don't think that when she was growing up, she thought that she was going to be a second wife or she was going to be uh, married to a man or in a home. There was going to be so much tension but she was faced with an imperfect situation, a difficult situation. And she had to fight through. She had to contend with the situation. She had to push and break through that difficult situation. You no, know, there are many mothers here today, you know, very nicely dressed. We are happy and honored to have them here. And I believe that one of the things that they will tell us, if we have the chance to give them a microphone to share something with us, they will tell us that one of the things that they have had to deal with in their lives is managing imperfect situations. Things that they may not have bargained for. Things that they may not have expected. Things that came as a surprise. Difficult situations, challenging situations. You know, for some of them, the most difficult situation are their children, are we ourselves, sitting here. You know, so I want us to recognize this point as we go ahead, that life presents a lot of imperfect situations and a lot of difficult challenges, which we must contend with. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Oh, sorry, verse 4. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Benina, his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters, portions. Portions were the, the, like meats because they sacrificed animals. They, they would sacrifice animals in those days. And so this honorable man would take his whole family to, to sacrifice and he would give Penina the wife, a portion of the meat to also go and sacrifice. In other words, help her to also worship and give to her children, her sons and her daughters. Then it says that, but unto Hannah, verse 5, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. Other version says, he gave Hannah a double portion. A double portion. A double portion. A greater portion. Because he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. She couldn't have children. But her husband loved her. You know, One of the things that we also want to learn from this is that God loves you even when you are going through difficult situations. God's love for you doesn't change because you are going through a difficult situation. He gave Hannah a double portion a worthy portion. Although she didn't have children. Yeah. He gave her as though he was giving to someone who had children. Because you remember, it says that he gave to Penina and then also gave to their children. To Penina's children. And here you see that he's giving to, 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 to um, Hannah a portion that represents more than she's due. And we have to recognize that, you know, that God is not, He's the Bible says he's not unrighteous. And he loves you. Mothers, you know, and women, I I think that one of the things that we really have to understand and one of the things that we have to accept is that, you know, in this world, there's a lot of um, marginalization against women, you know, all over the world. And so a lot of women rise up and they're fighting this type of marginalization, you know, and all kinds of things. But, you know, as a Christian woman, you have to recognize that God loves you and God is standing for you. You know, the Bible says, I believe it's in Genesis chapter 5, let's turn to Genesis chapter 5 very quickly, Genesis chapter 5, and we'll come back to this. Are you here? Genesis chapter 5, verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. In the day when they were created. So you see that God created Adam and uh, says man, male, and female in his own image. Men and women are all in the image of God. You know, so women also need to recognize that yes, there might be a lot of marginalization around you, but as a Christian woman, you have been created in the image of God, and God has blessed you and God has empowered you with all the things that he has also given to men. There's no need to fight men. There's no need to feel marginalized. There's no need to feel that you you can't be what God wants you to be. You can be anything and everything God wants you to be. Can I get an amen? Yeah. God created male and female, and he gave them his name. He gave them the same name, Adam. He said he called them Adam, blessed them, he didn't say he blessed only Adam. He blessed them, male and female, and called their name Adam. Yeah. Called their name Adam. Gave them a name. Hallelujah. Let's go back to first Samuel. So we are talking about prayer. This is just an introduction to the, to the prayer. So, but unto Hannah, he gave a worthy, uh, worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, um, but the Lord had shut up her womb. The Lord had shut up her womb. The Lord had shut up her womb. Verse 6, and her adversary also provoked her sore, <laughs> for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up Her womb, her adversary, her enemy, her her accuser. If you look at other versions, it says that the the word adversary is, is an accuser. It's someone who brings a case and a charge against you. So Hannah didn't only have to deal with the fact that she was in an imperfect relationship, an imperfect situation in her life, which she didn't bargain for, which she didn't, she didn't bring upon herself. She now had to deal with the fact that she didn't have a child, which is what a lot of women would, would, are happy to have, and it's a blessing to have. She didn't have it. And now she had to also deal with the fact that there was someone who was opposing her, who was an adversary, who was against her, and who was making her life miserable. Hannah, it says that she provoked her so, made her terrible. I mean, her life was a mess, miserable because of her adversary. And sometimes in life, you meet such people who make your life a living hell. Miserable. Make you miserable. You think about them. When you think about them, you begin to cry. And they make her fret. It so says that they make for her to for, for to make her fret, make her worried, make her anxious, agitated. You 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 went to good schools. You have the English words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, maybe you haven't encountered it. There are some people when you meet them, you become nervous. You become nervous. They don't even have to say anything. Just the just the face, the presence. The look on the face makes you nervous. And this is what was happening to Hannah. You know, the Bible says that First Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Look, go, go, go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be careful. No, this is not King James. This is not King Go back to King James. Be sober. Be vigilant. Let's start from verse 7. Verse 7. It says... Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. This is the first part I want to share. Look, he said, no, 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 go back to verse 7. It says, like, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, why is that important? Because when you, when you are in a situation like that, where things and people and situations are making you fret, are making you anxious, are making you nervous, and it becomes a burden. You need to cast your care upon Jesus. You need to see Jesus as the ultimate. It's like Jesus is the one that you run to. Cast your cares upon him, cast your burdens upon him because he cares for you. Next verse. Then it says, Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, adversary, again here, adversary. So this is what this is what Hannah was dealing with, her adversary. You see, but in First Samuel it doesn't it, it it says her adversary was Penina. But over here you can see that there was actually something behind Penina. Penina was a good woman. Must have been because the husband married her. <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Because the same man who looked at uh, Hannah and said that Hannah is a good woman and married yeah. is the same man that married so he might have used the same rational thinking. Yeah. But we can see that at least here we can see that there was something behind Penina. It says be vigilant because your adversary the devil. So the adversary that was actually fighting against Anna was not Penina. It was the devil himself. The devil himself. And he says, as a roaring lion. You see why she was nervous? You see why she was frightened? You see why she was anxious? She couldn't sleep. She couldn't do anything. Why? Because if you had a lion chasing you, what would you do? How would your life be? You sleep and you see a lion. Ah! <laughs> you wake up, you have seen a lion. Everything you do, is like somebody is chasing you. You can't have a normal life. You have a miserable life. He says, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So Hannah had this problem where she was, she was oppressed and she was being attacked. By her adversary, and she thought that the adversary was, was her, her, her husband's uh, other wife, which is the mistake many of us make. That when, when we are going through a difficult situation, we are thinking about the people, we are thinking about the people in our lives and the people that we see, and we can't look beyond them and behind that veil that the devil is using. And see for the reality that it is actually the devil that is attacking. It's actually the devil that's roaring. It's actually the devil that is standing there and is a stumbling block in our lives. It's the devil. It's the devil. That's why the Bible says that for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not Penina you are fighting against. You're fighting against the devil himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seeking whom he may devour. So you can see that Hannah's life was not an easy life at all. She was struggling with many things, many difficult things. And once again, I'm bringing this back because it's, it's Mother's Day. I'm saying it again that, you know, we, we only have to, you only have to talk to a few mothers, you know, and maybe I should actually speak to the lady. Maybe if you're a young lady or you're a young mother, I should speak to you now. You know, maybe I should bring a little segregation here. You know, there are, there are senior mothers and there are younger mothers and younger ladies. You know, younger ladies and younger mothers, I want you to see that, you know, there's, as you see grown-up mothers sitting there, you, you may have no idea the kind of, Challenges that they have had to go through. Yeah. Difficult situations. Imperfect situations. Sometimes things that they can't explain to you. Yeah. A certain, not too long ago, a certain guy was saying that in his house, they have mommy's room and daddy's room. Why is there mommy's room and daddy's room? Aren't they supposed to have one room? Why is there mommy's room and daddy's room? It's not an easy question to explain. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it to my preaching. You see, but you have to realize that there are, I mean, life presents different Difficult situations. And although these situations come around, you, you have to run to God. You know, that's the lesson we learn from mothers. That we, we run to God and cast our cares upon him. Verse 7. And so he did year by year. When she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. So year by year, Benina is going with her husband and um, you know, uh, Hannah to the house of the Lord. And she was provoking Hannah in the house of the Lord. So you have... Sometimes your, provo- your greatest provocation is in the church. Yeah. Sometimes there are people in the church who serve as your greatest provocation. Yeah. say Look at it. It says, she went up to the house of the Lord... So, she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. She couldn't eat. She was crying all the time. She was a Christian. Crying all the time. Crying all the time. Verse 8. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Why are you crying so much? Hmm? Why are you crying so much? Why is your heart grieved? And you can understand. I mean, it, it was, I think it was more of a rhetorical question because you can understand why Hannah was sad. And why she was, she, was, she was crying so much. Why she had become so lean. She couldn't eat. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't do anything was just crying all the time. And the husband asked her, am I not better to be than 10 sons? Yeah. And sometimes, ladies, you know, you go through difficult things and, and you cry so much. You know, you cry so much and, you know, you are not happy and all of that. But you have to recognize that God loves you. And he's there with you. And he's better to you Than all the things that you can ask for. God in your life and the relationship God wants to have with you is better, far better than anything you can ask or think or imagine. Alcana said to Hannah, Am I not better than you than 10 sons? If I were to give you 10 sons, it will not be, you know, it cannot be compared to the love that I have for you. Cannot be. Maybe you are here today, you have a bedding, you have a, there's some trouble in your life or there's some difficulty you are dealing with. You know, you are looking for a solution, you are praying, you are crying, you are, you are, you are doing everything you can do. But I, want, I have a message for you that God is more important and is greater than any solution to any prayer and any request and anything that you have in your life. Bigger. It's bigger than every problem bigger. And the closer you get to God, and the more you try to, to build a relationship with God and, and love God and appreciate and cherish his love. That's a song she was singing. Cherish the love of God. Cherish the love. Appreciate the love of God. See that the love of God is something great and something special. It is. It must be. Cherish the love. Elkanah was telling Hannah, cherish my love. My love. My love is better than 10 sons. My love is better than cars. It's better than millions in your bank account. My love is better than anything that you can ever ask for. That's what God is selling, is telling us today. You know, so if you're here and you don't have a, a deep relationship with God and you are asking for stuff and things, you are making a mistake. Because God's love is greater. It's more, it's bigger, it's better. Verse 9. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and they had, had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon the seat by post of the temple of the Lord. And verse 10 and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. She was in bitterness of soul bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. <laughs> so, she had, she, 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 was cr- she was crying and praying. Crying and praying. It was not only crying, she was also praying. unto the Lord in bitterness of soul. You know, that word bitterness, the, the Greek version, the, Greek, the original Greek text, when, it, when translated, it means that she was, um, she was fixated, obstinate. She was hard. You know, her, the prayer, she was not just praying, she was praying fervently, intently, intently, with a lot of pressure and a lot of hardness continuously. Because you have you realized that when you are praying, sorry, when you are crying, usually you can't pray. Or you haven't noticed, or some of you do, you don't cry. <laughs> you know? But when you are most of the time when you are crying, you are not praying. When you are going through a situation and you are crying, you are not praying. You are crying. You know, but you have to realize that you have to move away from the crying and do more of praying. Pray. Pray. Verse 11, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto me thy will give unto thy handmaid, a man child. Then will I give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall not be any razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying. Everybody say continued praying. Continued praying that Eli marked her mouth. Eli did what? Marked her mouth. So one of the things that we learn from Hannah is that she continued praying. Continuous prayer. <laughs> Everyone say continuous prayer. Yeah. You see, her ans- the answers to her prayer came because of continuous praying continuous praying. You know, and I said at the beginning that we are talking about prayer. Prayer is not something that we do once and we stop. Or we do a little bit and then we stop. Or we do it for a short while, we don't get an answer, and then we stop. It must be continuous. Hannah prayed continuously continuously. There are many mothers who have prayed for years for their children. <laughs> you know, this morning, before I came to church, I had to pick up someone. And as we were coming, as we were, I picked him up and we are driving. And I said to him, have you called your mother today? He said, oh, yeah, I called her. And, 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 and he said, I, they were at church, so I couldn't speak to her. But I'll call her in the evening. And I said, oh, it's going to be quite late. Because by the time we are done and everything, it's 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. It's going to be late. And I was like, oh, no, 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 she doesn't sleep. She's always praying. She's always praying. She's always praying. She said, one time recently, she came to visit me, and then when at night, when when she had, he, I think he was graduating, and he had come for his graduation, so she was living in his house, and he was he was telling me that at night, suddenly he heard a voice praying. Blah, 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 that's what he said to me. He said she, I just heard, blah, 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 and I saw her. My mother is here. Yeah, praying through the night. He said, he said, ask for my mother. Is all nights in anointing oils. That's what he told me. All nights in anointing oils. You are sitting here today, your mother has been praying for you for many years. Many years. You know, some of you don't even realize, some of you don't even know that your mother has been praying and praying and praying. And then you have become what you have become and you have refused to pray. And you have stopped praying. You are not interested in praying. It's not cool anymore. It's like we, we, prayer is not cool anymore. We are 21st century uh, um, millennials, millennials, um, uh, Instagram ready, young people. <laughs> yeah, we don't pray anymore. Don't pray anymore. Meanwhile, we are, we, are, we are expecting the same things even more that our parents had. It's, it's amazing. It's, sometimes you just need to think a little bit. Just sit back and think a little bit. The things that you are looking for in your life, all the things that you are looking for in your life, and expecting to do greater and bigger and more than your parents did. Ask yourself, have you put in that much effort? Have you put in that much prayer? As they did for you to get to where you are. Are you ready to take it on to the next level? Are you ready? I mean, you can't pray for yourself. How are you going to pray for your children? When are you going to start? When are you going to take it seriously? In the church, we need people to be praying all the time. And we don't get it. Sometimes to get people to pray is a difficult thing in the church when we have all night. <laughs> Only a few people come. Nobody wants to pray. We want to do every other thing. We want, we want to engage. So recently, the Lord showed me something. I was really amazed in Daniel chapter 10. You know, go, go to Daniel chapter 10. I was sharing it with you at the last all night that we had. And you can see that what, what happened there? You see that Daniel was, was, he had to contend with devils and he had to contend with with, with Satan himself preventing answers to his prayers. Yeah. Meanwhile, when you read Daniel chapter 1, you see that Daniel was a guy who was selected and chosen because he was smart, he was intelligent, he, he was a science, uh, uh, he, the Bible said he was knowledgeable in science. Can you put up that scripture quickly, please? He was knowledgeable in science, he, was, he had wisdom, he had knowledge, he had understanding, he had it all. He was someone who could stand in the king's palace. He says that children in whom was no blemish. He had no blemish. Daniel had no blemish. He and his friends, no blemish. Well favored, skillful in all wisdom, cunning in knowledge and understanding science, and such as had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace. Young people, I must tell you, look. You are not the. You are not the. You are not the hot shots. Greatest thing to come on earth. People were, were sharp. Yeah, sharp people have lived before, and these sharp people said they were well favored. They were skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge. Most of us we are just if we just have one small skill, and that small skill that we have has made us has made us so puffed up. We are so proud. Yeah, we are so proud. Yeah, we can't. We don't have humility. No, 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 no. Church, please, prayer. Forget it. We have knowledge. We have skill. We have science. Look at it. He said, and they could stand in the king's palace. And they could. They said, and in and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. This same Daniel. Yet, if you go back to verse 10, chapter 10, you see that he says that he was praying. And yet, he couldn't get answers to his prayer. He was distressed. He was fasting. He was doing all these things. And the devil himself had come against him and was blocking answers to his prayer. Things that he was supposed to do, he couldn't do. Because the devil himself was against him. Yeah, the devil himself was against him. So it doesn't matter how skillful or how um, scientific or how millennial or how uh, modern you are. You still have to contend with the forces of this world. And you still have to pray. And you still have to be engaged spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything doesn't fall on a silver platter to you. It may not be a child you are looking for like Hannah was looking for, but there are so many other things in your life that if you don't rise up and pray, the Bible says that Hannah rose up. Look at it. Look at it. It says, it says that in verse, um, uh, verse 9, it said, so Hannah rose up after she had eaten in Shiloh, she rose up. She realized that, look, this crying here, it's not, it's not helping me. I've been crying, crying, crying. The, thing, the situation hasn't changed. I've been thinking, thinking, thinking. The situation hasn't changed. She rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. She rose up and began to pray. She prayed. It said she was obstinate. She was, she was hard about the prayer. She was continuous about the prayer. Luke chapter, I believe, it's, I think it's Luke chapter 9. It says that, um, ask, and it shall, be, it shall be given unto you. Um, um, seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Go, 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 put up that scripture. Put up that scripture. But when you read other versions, when you read, when you read other versions, must ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. When you read another version, it says that continually ask. Do you have that version? Put it up there. It says, continually ask, and it shall be given. Continually seek, and ye shall find. And, and, and continually knock, or keep knocking. Keep searching. Keep asking. Don't stop. Continually. Did you find it? Look at it. Keep on asking, and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking, and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open unto you. So you don't pray. Prayer is not something that you just do one time and then you stop. Keep on asking. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Seeking is searching, looking for. Look, there are things that you are looking for in life that you have to keep searching. Keep searching. Don't stop. Keep searching. Keep looking for it. I mean, it's Mother's Day, so we can use their mothers as examples. You know, you see some of the ladies, when they come to church on Sunday, you should go to their homes and see their bedrooms. Oh. No, I'm not talking about my wife, don't worry. But you can see that they've turned the whole room upside down. Why? Because they are looking for one earring. Yeah. Yeah. You see shoes, they, sh- black, blue green. I mean, they, they can check and look for different things because they have to get, I mean, they are going to church. Yeah, they will, look, they have planned that this dress goes with this necklace. And then, at, I mean, 10 minutes before they have to leave their home, they realize that they can't find the necklace. Oh, man. Look, they will turn their whole house upside down looking for that necklace. Yeah. You have to find it. You have to search for it. You don't give up till you find it. You keep, you keep searching. 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 That is it. It says that keep on looking, and you will find it. Prayer. You have to keep knocking. Keep knocking on the door. Boom, boom. Keep knocking knocking i noticed that about my son recently the little one he's almost two he can't he's not tall enough to open the door so when i close my bedroom door i can't he he can't open it but he knows i'm in there and he wants to get in there so he comes to the door then he keeps knocking Boom, boom 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 i mean he will knock until i will get up and open the door as much as I don't want him to come and disturb me, I have to get up and open the door. Yeah. So a little boy like that, he has understood that when you keep knocking, when you keep knocking, when you keep knocking, the door will definitely be opened. Yeah. And then he has noticed that when he keeps asking for things, he gets it. So he, he, he doesn't stop. You start, you add crying to the asking. You add crying to that. You add screaming. So at the point you're like, you know, just give him the thing and let him stop shouting. I need some peace in the house. <laughs> but here we are. Christians, we don't want to pray. We don't want to ask. We want things to just, it's like when one thing happens, that's it. It's like, oh, if it's not, I, I, I have to pray once. If the prayer, if it doesn't happen, forget it. God doesn't want me to have it. Really? Really? Did you see in Hannah, Hannah's story, was it that God didn't want her to have a child? Can we really say that God didn't want Hannah to have a child? I mean, you can't change God's mind. If God didn't want her to have a child, she would never have had a child. But she prayed, she prayed, she kept praying until God said that, you know what? You are going to get a child. Prophet just prophesied. Eli said, look, go, go, you will have a child. Go. May the Lord give unto you that which you have asked for. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you. Look, prayer is not something that we should be joking with. Let us learn from our mothers about prayer. Some of us some of you ladies especially, you are far behind when it comes to prayer. Where your mothers are today and what they have done for you to be here. I mean, praying for their families, praying for their husbands, praying for their lives, praying for their children. You, 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 you haven't even started yet. You, you, are, you are lagging behind. You need to catch up. And not just the ladies, the, the guys, the gentlemen as well. Need to pray more. Need to pray into your lives. Pray into your future. Pray into your future. Pray and ask God to, to order your steps to make things happen in your life. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. You got to pray. Things are not just going to just happen. Things are not going to happen just like that. A lot of people want to be rich, but the vast majority of people in this world are not rich and are not getting richer. Which tells you that becoming rich and becoming wealthy is not something that just happens. Because if it just happens, everybody will be rich. At least everybody would want to be rich. Yeah. So if you want to be rich, the Bible says that, you know, it says... um, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and added no sorrow. So what makes rich? Yeah. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. (laughs) Are you with me? Yeah. So we have to recognize the importance of continuous prayer, continuous knocking, continuous asking, continuous seeking, searching, Making sure that we find that which we are looking for. Like Hannah. Be a praying mother. Pray ahead of your children. Pray before your children come. Pray even when you don't have the children. Pray when the children have arrived. Pray. Keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep Keep knocking. Keep asking. Hallelujah. Keep asking. Share a few scriptures with you and then we close. Matthew 21, verse 22. Matthew 21, verse 22. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. And John chapter 14, verse 13, says that, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You see, God, Jesus is, is, tra- telling, is trying to tell us that there are things that would, would bring glory to God. When they happen in your life, it actually brings glory to God. But it's not happening in your life because you are not praying, and so God is actually not being glorified. You know, so sometimes the... the, the we can't witness, our lives are not a witness. Our lives are not speaking to others about God. Our lives are not bringing people to God because our prayers are not being answered. Yeah, so there's no testimony in your life. So somebody can look at your life and say that "Ah, you, since you started going to church, since you became a Christian, look at what God has done in your life. I am going to follow you. I am going to follow this God. I am going to come to your church. I am going to do what, what, what you are doing. No, they can't say that about you because you don't have a testimony. You don't have, there, there, there's no answered prayer in your life. Why is there no answered prayer in your life? Because there's no prayer in your life. <laughs> there's no prayer. So when there's no prayer, there's no answer. And when there's no answer, there's no glory. God is not glorified. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's what he says in verse 14. John chapter 15 and verse 16, just, just a few scriptures about prayer, and then we close. "Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. whatsoever ye shall ask the Father. In my name, he will give it to you. I mean, God is not trying to frustrate us or make our lives difficult or make it impossible for us to get the things that we are looking for. He says that when when we get those things, it it brings glory to him. Brings glory to God. That you can stand somewhere and give a testimony and say that God did this for me. that's, That's what God is looking for. He's happy. That somebody can look at your life and say that I am going to give my life to Jesus because of this man and this lady. Yeah. You see, my mothers, some of us are Christians because our mothers were Christians. In fact, if they hadn't said that we should go to church with them, you would not be a Christian. Be honest about it. It's, It's the truth. Somebody had to stand up and be a Christian for you to look and say, I am also going to be a Christian. If it wasn't your friend, at least your mother did. You go to church, you you go to church. (laughs) You go to church. You go prayer meeting, you go. Hey, my mother, prayer meeting, you go, you go. Forget it. Don't even try. Don't you are sick, you go. (laughs) Yeah, you go, you go. But look at us today. We cannot even bring our children. We cannot bring ourselves to prayer meeting. We cannot even pray ourselves. What's going to happen to our children? Because you're all going to grow up. You're all going to have children. Say amen. I mean, those of you who have, some of the people, if I say you're going to have today, it is a crisis. They'll start. <laughs> the people say, look, please don't say such things. We've had enough. <laughs> some of the husbands are looking at me with one eye. He's like, did you really say that? We're going to have more children, please. You know, yeah. But, if we are not praying, what is going to happen to our children and those behind us and the other Christians that are looking up to us if we are not praying? Think about it for a moment. See, we, are, we, we, we need to rise up. The Bible says Hannah rose up. She rose up after a while. She had been eating, she had been drinking, she had been crying, she had been doing all these things. I mean, she, was, she kept thinking about the difficult situations that she found herself in. And, and, and she, has, she has a husband who has another wife. She has ch- children, stepchildren that she can't deal with. She has all these things. It's, it's just problems, problems. She has the devil his, himself, in this time herself, because Benina herself was the devil. Thinking about all this, she said, you know what? I need to move away from this life constantly thinking about my problems, constantly thinking about the issues, constantly thinking about this and that and, 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 and start to say that, you know what, if I am a Christian and the word of God says that I have not, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, John chapter 15 verse 16, and ordained you that you should go forth and bear fruits, that your fruits should remain. And I am doing that then whatsoever I ask in his name, he will give it to me. Hallelujah. He will give it to me. He will give it to me. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. says says, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt. It's one of the strategies for prayer. You must not doubt. You must have faith in his heart. But shall believe that these things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, when thou prayest, so Jesus was saying, verse 24, he said that, I'm saying all this, but verse 24, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Hallelujah. You know, so today, Mother's Day, I want to just tell you something, you know, that God is interested in answering our prayers. He was interested in answering the prayers of Hannah, whose situation seemed so terrible and so difficult. You know, in those days, there was nothing like uh, IVF and all these type of things, no surgeries, nothing. You can't do anything. If you can't have a baby, you can't have a baby. That's it. There's no medical intervention. And so I think that maybe that is the problem because we have we are living in a more advanced world and the technologically um, improved world. We have become less dependent on prayer and more. We have more faith in. In, in, in the world and the things in the world. Medical science. And That's why I believe in what happened in Daniel chapter 10. Even though they were children with no blemish, they did no wrong, ethical, good boys, learned people, they still had to contend with the devil because the devil was trying to, to attack them and prevent what God's plan was for their lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So church, we have to rise up and we have to pray. We have to believe God for the things that we are looking for in our lives, for the things that we are looking for in the church. We have to believe and know that God is interested in answering our prayers. It says that that he may be glorified. He may be glorified. Sometimes the prayer is not just about you. It's not just about the answer to the prayer. It's not just about you. Yeah, of course, when you get it, you'll be happy. But it is also about God's glorification because when God, the Bible says that when when God, he said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. When God is lifted up, all men will be drawn unto him. When the church is bigger, more people come into the church. When the church is smaller, fewer people want to come to the church because they are not sure. What are these 16 people doing? but when is it 200 people ah i think i want there's something there <laughs> there's something there you know so i want us to just briefly before we go just want to pray for 2 minutes just stand to your feet as we pray you know i want us to thank god for all our mothers and then i also want us to pray pray oh don't wait for anybody just start praying pray and thank god for all our mothers thank god for the blessing of the lord upon our lives for giving us mothers thank god for um reminding us about prayer the importance of prayer oh lift up your voice and pray let it be some prayer in this room let us pray and remind god of the things that we are seeking for the things that we are looking forward to the expectations that we have of god he's ready and interested in answering every single prayer so this is a time that you open up your mouth and pray and you talk to God. Don't, there, there's no formula for this prayer. Just talk to God. Just let him hear your voice. Tell him the things that are on your heart. He said, whatsoever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye have them. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. And ye shall receive them. Pray. Don't be shy about your prayer. There are some people who are afraid. They are shy about the prayer. Is it, is it God's will? Is it? Pray. Let God be the determinant. Let God be the person to decide for you. But as far as it concerns you, you are going to speak. You are going to declare. You are going to decree. You are going to make make sure that your requests are ahead of God. Pray. 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 Yes, Lord. Mandolo shanda la Limos kalibe malabras tolande lemenende. Mikatolo Shidada mandolo skibrene lemandolo skimana shanda Remos tibalas kolamile lemandos tlemeneya. Father, we thank you. Oh, for your word, Lord, for your reminder that we should continuously ask, continuously seek, continuously knock. Father, may doors be open unto us. Yes, Lord. May doors be open. May we find the things that we are looking for. And may we have answers to the things that we are searching and asking for. In the name of Jesus. Oh, please pray. One more minute. Pray and thank God. Ask God. for for, for that thing on your heart, that desire that you have. It says that keep asking, keep searching, keep knocking, continually, continually don't get tired don't stop keep doing it until you receive the answer, until you see what you are looking for. Don't Don't stop don't stop don't stop thank you Jesus Ah, we believe that we have received because your word tells us that we should believe it and we shall see it we thank you Jesus name maybe you are here today and you have not given your life to Jesus you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior it's 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 something that is far from maybe you have been planning to do it for a long time but you haven't done it yeah maybe it's something that you have you have you have desired to do and you have been thinking about but you have actually never done it or maybe you have done it and you are you are not sure about it ah I want to give you another opportunity today that you can pray you can seek God for your salvation and he will answer let us pray if you're here like that just pray with me and in fact the whole congregation let us join together and ask pray prayer say Lord Jesus Oh, say confidently, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for bringing salvation into my life. Today, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. From today, oh, I can't hear you. Say, from today, I belong to Jesus. Say, from today, I belong to Jesus lift up your hand and say from today I belong to Jesus and I will serve Jesus all the days of my life thank you Lord for this great blessing of salvation Jesus name we pray Father I thank you for everyone here Lord I thank you for this great blessing of salvation I thank you that from today our relationship with you have been renewed I thank you Lord Jesus that from today we serve you from today all our prayers are answered all our secret prayers our inner closet prayers are answered in the name of Jesus father we will not be a generation that refuses to pray or a generation that refuses to keep praying to keep knocking to keep asking to keep seeking but we're going to be a generation that rises up and prays like Hannah did, like our mothers and our fathers have done. We will be a generation that prays. 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 We won't let the entrapments of science and technology and and all these distractions of of modern life prevent us from seeking your face and praying to the Most High God. The only person who has every answer and every solution in our lives. We will be dependent on you. And we will trust in you and trust in your name. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, we're going to take a come spray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. To partake of your body and drink of your blood. Father, let this bring renewal into our lives. May the blood wash every infirmity in our lives. May it restore unto us the joy of our salvation and our relationship with you. We thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Shift now, chains be broken. Break now, Holy Spirit, come down.
1: All right, lift it up. Over. Over. Okay. See, this is the body of Jesus Christ. I don't think you are sure about what you are saying. Say it with some confidence. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. Say it one more time. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. Take it and eat it. The blood of Jesus. See, the Bible says that without the blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. In other words, there is no cancellation. There is no wiping out. There is no blotting out of sin, of infirmity, of imperfection. Without this blood, we are carrying our beddings without the blood. Without the blood will be like the people of old who had to go every year with a with a with a portion of 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 meat with an animal to kill and sacrifice an animal for their sins for the blood to be to be shed for their sins but because of jesus christ and the blood that he shed on the cross of calvary we can stand and say that every infirmity in our life is washed away because there is power in the blood of Jesus so this blood, this this cup that you hold in your hand, it represents the blood of Jesus and it represents complete remission and blotting out and cleansing of everything that is not of Jesus, everything that is not of God that is in your life by virtue of the power of this blood the cleansing power of this blood it will be washed you will be cleansed you will be made new as though you never ever did anything wrong that is what this blood does that is what that's the kind of power in this blood so lift it up and, and say with confidence that this is the blood of Jesus say it one more time the blood of Jesus thank you Lord for your blood drink it Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this blessing, this opportunity we have to come before your table to partake of your body and drink of your blood, to receive strength, renewal, a cleansing, a washing by your blood. Father, where else can we find such power? such cleansing power for the many infirmities in our lives and for the many things that we do against you and the things that we we ought to do that we don't even do sometimes we don't even know how we have offended you how we have offended others how we have been unpleasant to others how we have we have not glorified you before others sometimes we are the reason why people don't even believe in you and yet we move and we continue in our pride we continue in our sin and we continue in our in our haughtiness but we ask for mercy we ask for your kindness upon us we ask lord that you would by the by virtue of the blood of jesus you will cleanse us and give us another chance. As we go out into the world well this week, Lord, may you be with us. May the blood speak better things for us. May the blood form a hedge around us. That when the enemy tries to approach us, as the Bible says, that as a roaring lion, he, he moveth to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. We pray that by virtue of the blood of Jesus, no roaring lion shall come near our dwelling place. In the name of Jesus. Father, I speak for the blessing over your people. Deliverance, Lord. Deliverance. Any weapon that is fashioned against them will not prosper. In the name of Jesus. Any tongue that rises up against them in judgment shall be condemned. In the name of Jesus. But they will rise up and declare the goodness and the glory of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the Word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Kodesh Family Church University City, Philadelphia. Or call
0: 267-809-5530. Thank you and God richly bless you. Loving